This is the Robbie G Podcast, episode number five. This episode features Young K. He is a producer from near my hometown of Guelph, just around that area there, and he's been producing for quite some time and made some incredible records for myself, lots of incredible records for different artists in the industry. We talk about his production, how he moved from stamp sampling to composing and his life story a little bit and about some transformations that he's making in his life right now. Hope you enjoy. Yo, this is the Maestro Fresh West. We're chilling with Robbie G. The boys the LOC, and you already know I'm rocking out with my group. Yo, what up? It's the Kid Mercules. Hey, yo, this is the one and only R.A. the Rugged Man. This is your man, O.B. Trice. Yo, this is Double Faction you're listening to. And you're listening to Robbie G. Robbie G. Robbie G. You already know what it is, man. Yo, yo. How's it going? Pretty good yourself? I'm good, man. Living, living the life. I am. I'm ready for it. Living the dream out there. <laughs> Hopefully one day. <laughs> yes, yes. Every day is a dream. Every day you, you're, you're waking up, making it happen. So life is a dream right now. I agree, man. That's a good way of putting it. You're living in it. You're living in it. Um, but yeah, man, excited to have you on the show finally. Excited to get you on here. Um, for those that don't know, this is Young K, producer extraordinaire. And we've been working together for so many years, um, probably almost like 15 years or so now, maybe. Oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Pretty much since I started, man. Like, you're yeah. one of the first artists I ever worked with, man. And it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a great ride. Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah, we've done tons of tracks together, probably over 100 records. Um, you produced the entire Fire album and tons of different records on all sorts of albums that I've released over the years. And yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was me and you both used to produce and rap. I produced records and I rapped and then you produced and rapped and then you stopped rapping and I stopped producing and you just stuck it out with the production and I stuck it out with the rapping and, and now, uh, yeah, we're, we're here. I'm, I'm getting back into production though. I'm making beats. You think you might get back into rapping maybe? Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, I think that that was just kind of like meant to be, right? Like <laughs> we met we met early and, and like you said, I kind of chose my craft and you chose yours. And I don't see me getting back into rapping anytime soon personally. But when I'm making a beat, I do try to like, for lack of a better term, freestyle or see if I can catch a flow just like before I send the product out. You know what I mean? Because if I can't catch one, uh, it's going to be hard for me to see it on an artist album right so that's definitely a part of the process but uh the bars are trash <laughs> that's funny i would love to hear those sessions you need to record those like honestly you need to record that material even if it's just setting up your phone in the corner of the room when you make a beat and then you do your little freestyle i would i would pay for young k freestyles though that's that's lit. awesome man that's awesome to hear <laughs> yeah it's definitely something i want to start doing i I have started doing some some video content, uh, mostly based around my weight loss at the time being. But yeah, I want to do some stuff music-wise as well. Like my my main idea really is, I want to do little small gifts, um, just like short like loops that I can like put to my beats when I put on YouTube, right? And kind of mm -hmm. have like something other than a picture. But uh, tutorial content's always an option, right? And I've le like leaned on YouTube heavily, especially for my transition from like sampling to 
composing so i know the values there and i know people love it and watch it but uh yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure when i would get into like tutorial or like live session maybe a bit different especially if i had an artist with me right like if you came by i feel like that would be a lot more entertaining than just me like listening to the same beat for like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but yeah the, the door is always open right now and i'm definitely trying to expand and and create more content and just kind of like come out of my shell a bit more and and music has always been one of my one of my biggest gifts for sure and something i put a ton of time into and and yeah i want to find different ways to, to share that passion and different ways to like reach people uh through music man the same way you do 100 percent. that is that is the key and video content is crucial right now i'm glad you're jumping on that train of just getting video content out and you know even doing the tutorials and, and whatnot if you eventually get get to that uh get to that point you touched on a few different things there um definitely want to talk about your your weight loss journey and how that's going and how you've been documenting um some of that and what the content's going to look like that you're going to be releasing soon in regards to that and yeah I, that's that's one thing i definitely want to get into so we might as well just dive right into it what uh like t tell us talk i mean i know a little bit myself because obviously we we talk quite a bit and and we've been doing this accountability partner thing for the last few uh probably month now um last few weeks and it's uh it's been growing great just like motivating each other to run every day um but yeah talk to talk to me a little bit about your journey with um weight loss and and how you've come to this point that you're at now and what your future goal is yeah for sure i would love to um the running has been huge but i'll get to that i kind of want to take you back to the start uh yeah weight's been like a lifelong journey for me like a life a lifelong struggle um been at different sizes at different points in my life. I think uh, the smallest I was was about when I was like 18 or 19. And mm -hmm. the biggest motivation for that really was basketball. I, I loved basketball and I was on my high school basketball team and just wanting to always improve. I've always kind of had that drive of like self-improvement, which I know that you fuck with and you feel. I hope I can swear. I oh, yeah. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like I think that was like my smallest. I was like a size large, which still isn't anything crazy, but whatever. Like I was like a regular size guy and. As I got into my 20s, um, yeah, I just got kind of worse and like life happens and food was definitely an addiction for me, comfort, um, all those sorts of things. Uh, I lost one of my best friends right when I was 16 and uh, even now I feel like I'm just kind of realizing the impact that had on my life, you know what I mean, through mm -hmm. retrospect. But yeah, a lot of things tied into it, but um, recently I just like started feeling shitty, right? And um, that was my main reason to like start trying to lose weight like i never really cared so much about like looking good or like you know what i mean like anything like that but once i started realizing that like i just didn't really feel good and like how much energy it took for me to like just go through my day right because i was just so huge i'm still really big i'm 330 pounds right now i was 384 at the start of this year so i've lost about 50 pounds which i'm definitely that's incredible of. congratulations that's huge bro that's huge thank you man i appreciate that and it's and it is it's huge and i'm really happy but like i still feel like i'm at the beginning which is like mm -hmm. a beautiful thing and like a dark thing at the same time right because like most people like you lose 50 pounds if you're not like all the way there like you're like almost done i would say right and and that's okay like i put myself in this position and i'm ready to change that about myself and and uh the challenge has been amazing right and yeah, I just kind of started with like, uh, like, yeah, I just didn't feel good throughout my days. I'd get heartburn. Um, 
I worked like somewhat of a physical job. I was a, an order picker in the winter and I worked in the food trailer in the summer. And um, yeah, things became more difficult than they needed to be. And, and I would come home from work and be kind of exhausted. And although I always felt good that I could get through my entire day, like the signs were all there. Right. And I really started like at the start of this year with fasting. I just kind of like did research on it, which I know is another thing that you, you practice here and there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, heavily, uh, heavily. Right to, yeah, me too. And I just wanted to see how I, how I felt, how I reacted. And one of the first things I realized was, um, man, how much better I felt throughout the second half of my day. Cause like I would always kind of hit a wall after lunch. I'd go on lunch, I'd eat lunch, whatever that was, usually not a great decision, pizza or subway or something quick and easy. Um, and then I go back and try to like work through the second half of my day and just like felt awful. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of the first things that I noticed about fasting is like, just being able to like not lose steam for lack of a better term um, throughout the second half of my day. And uh, the weight loss kind of came with that. And I started fasting around the same time I started weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why I started with the weights first is like one, like I didn't think running especially was good for me at that weight. Right. Because uh, you know how hard running is on your knees. And I also have a, a really bad ankle from like a severe basketball injury. I, I dislocated my ankle when I was like 17 years old and whatever. I've had pain there for a long time. So I didn't really want to start with cardio. But my idea was um, I don't want to gain muscle. And like I was lucky enough that I um, worked out when I was younger. So I had some sort of idea or some sort of uh, like experience, I guess. Right. I, mm. I had different goals when I was like 18. I was trying to gain muscle. Right. But so for trying to gain muscle, I would, uh, you know what I mean? I would have my chest in my, my tries day. I'd have my, shoulder and my back day, my leg day, et cetera. Right. And so, um, this time when I started working out, my goals were different. I wanted to lose weight, but I wanted to lose the right weight. So, um, the way I've been working out and I still do it this way right now, um, is I do a full body workout and I do supersets. So, um, I try to limit my rest. I'll do like, uh, shoulders. And then once I'm done doing shoulders, I'll do a tricep workout. And then like uh, I'll do like sit-ups and then like once I'm done sit-ups, I'll do a chest workout and then I'll have like a smaller break. And the idea there is just like keep my heart rate up um, and sweat, right? And, mm-hmm. and and just maintain muscle. Like I have definitely gotten stronger. I think I've definitely gained um, some sort of muscle, which is kind of amazing to me, man. The human body's crazy because like I'm in a de- deficit. My calories are down. And I'm somehow still managing to build muscle, which is just incredible in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so that was like, that's kind of like where I started and then, uh, just progressively started wanting to achieve more. You know how I am. Like the, once the ball starts rolling, I want to do more. I want to do it bigger. And like, even with like music, it relates to everything. Like after I got my biggest record, which is probably still, uh, the placement on Mercury's first album, trust your gut. Like I just wanted that exact same feeling like a thousand times more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was really motivating for me. in like 2018, but again, my weight kind of just held me back. And it's like weird because uh, you don't notice it. But like now that I'm 50 pounds lighter, my energy level is ridiculously high compared to where it was. And it's just like, you know what I mean? My idol was so high. Like just running my body on idol at 384 was like exhausting. And like, and like I couldn't know that in the moment. But now that I've lost this amount of weight, it's way easier for me to like retrospect and like and, and realize that, right? Because because that's a huge thing. And mind, body, and soul, right? It's, it's, it's real. Like you need to practice on all three of those things. And, um, that's another reason why I started was just like, this was my biggest weakness. 
So I wanted to try to put more attention there. And then, uh, so yeah, as I continued to like to not get off track, as I continued to like keep working out um, and lose the weight and start feeling better, I just kind of got more motivated. And then, like you said, early October, like the start of this month, I think it was uh, the 4th, October 4th, you messaged me. And you're like, bro, be my run accountability brother. And like old Kevin would have been like, no, like <laughs> that's the easy answer. Right. And like, that's like, I could think of, and I did think of a thousand excuses in the moment of why I would say no, but it's like, man, I'm not in that mindset anymore. And like, that's been a big part of it. It's just like, I changed my mind first. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to take this challenge on. And, and I'm so happy that you asked me because man, the running has been great for me and I've already seen improvements there. I've ran every day since the fourth, since you told me that you're crushing it. You're kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I got work to do. Right. And I'm also just, uh, I'm very all or nothing. So, um, once I put my mind to something, I really want to dive in and that's just kind of what I've done. And it's been awesome. And so instead of eating on my lunch now, I, like I said, I've been doing the, the intermediate fasting. So I don't eat during the day, just water, black coffee in the morning, uh, which I think has also helped with my heartburn. I'm just not having that cream and sugar, like mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Right. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of like, instead of that, I go for a half hour run on my lunch and then it's like, it doesn't take up any time after work. Cause like, it's so easy to get distracted. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've found that that's been really good. And then on the weekends I'll run in the morning, usually like depending on when I get up, like I try to get up there for like seven or eight might be a little bit later come winter because it's going to be fucking cold. Right. But, uh, I'm not gonna let that stop me, man, but it's been an incredible process. And like, I've learned so much about myself and it's given me new drive in ways I never expected. Right. Cause for me, and, and this is might sound like weird or arrogant, but like, this has been legitimately my biggest challenge. I, I I'm 31 years old. I've always struggled with my weight. I've been able to accomplish some incredible things in different parts of my life, especially music. And those things were all difficult. And I have way bigger goals. I want to accomplish in music, but like literally getting to a healthy weight has just been way more hard for me. And so it's like, just kind of fueled my mind in other ways that I didn't expect because I'm thinking now like, okay, if I can conquer this and if I can run every day and if I can like make sure I never miss a workout and calorie count and do these things that have been like plaguing my life forever, uh, it just makes me feel unstoppable really. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been incredible, man. It's been so, quite the journey. And again, I'm so happy that you messaged that to me because I don't know if I would have started running if you didn't. And, um, yeah, like my goal now is I want to do 365 days in a row straight, which I know is a lot. It's going to be uh, hard to do. And if I get injured, it. I get injured. Right. But, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, kind of like, whatever, I'm going to go for it. And I'm not going to let the snow stop me. And, and I'm just excited, man. I, I like challenging myself. It's another thing I'm finding out. It's just been incredible, man. It's really been a, a great journey for me. And, and, and I get different energy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, people are proud of me and, and, and interact with me differently just because they see me acknowledge a problem about myself and work every day to fix it. And I think at the end of the day, that's what everybody wants to do. And um, yeah, it's just been like really good conversations with long-term friends and like coworkers and like just things I wouldn't have expected to get from this. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, you know, the icing on the cake, I guess. Right. It's, it's been incredible, man. Like it's just been like so life-changing and I still feel like I'm just getting started and I'm just excited to like keep going on this path. And I think I'm way too young to like be immobile and 
although I'm not anymore, like that's where I was getting to, man. Like 384 pounds is big, dude. Like, yeah, it's fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's 330, but like, yeah. So it's been awesome, man. I feel you. No, it's it's incredible to watch the the transformation, and it sounds like you're so passionate about it you can tell that you love this transformation that's happening and there's a mindset change that's happening and you're really embracing it and you're you have the goal like that goal is incredible 365 days to go straight running that's that's amazing especially even through the winter and through like there's days i wake up definitely i'm just like this weather is not cooperating with me wanting to go for a run and i'll use that as an, as an excuse sometimes i've i have done that for the most part i'm pretty good and if on those days i do decide to not run i, I go extra hard on the on the weights in, inside but you know it's it's such a commitment to just decide hey i'm gonna make a change for the better for my body and it's going to affect every area of my life and so many people that are struggling if you're struggling and you're listening to this like know that you have the ability to make that change and as soon as you start it and get the ball rolling it just the momentum goes and you can tell that you've got your momentum going right now like uh, I forget what it is but there's um, something something to be said about habitual patterns and uh, yeah. There's a specific amount. I think it's like 15 days or 30 days or something like that. When you do something every day for 15 or 30 days, I forget what the exact number it is. It just becomes this natural thing that you just do. You know what I mean? Whether it's your diet, the fasting situation, or being physical with your body, going for runs and, and working out and stuff. Once you get into that habit, you just keep on doing it. And you can tell right now that this this transformation, this change is happening because you have embraced this to a point where it has become a habit for you and it has become a daily practice where you're you're putting your all into it and it's incredible, man. It's awesome to see to see your journey. I can tell that you're happy. I can tell that you're really happy um, from the results already and happy from, you know, the feedback that you're getting from people around you. So again, congratulations for for getting to this point. Fifty pounds is incredible. I know that you've got uh, like you said, you've got your your uh your work cut out and you're gonna keep on going and, and keep on working at it and 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 eventually you're gonna be exactly where you wanna be and um I'm doing that myself too like through this quarantine I decided at the beginning of it I was just like you know what I'm gonna really take my health into consideration and started with the fasting and cutting out different things in my diet. Cutting out milk was a huge thing. I've always been addicted to milk since I was a little kid. I haven't drank milk at all in the last couple months and that's been like it's just completely different for me. And that is so tough, right? And like um man, we take so many calories in with uh, liquids, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was drinking so much. Two liters a day at least, bro. Like Yeah, man. That's that's just a lot of cows, a lot of fat. A lot of cow cows. It's not you know <laughs> it's not good. Not good for the body, I don't think. And I was uh I was it felt like I was in an illusion, you know, like I was just I love the taste of it. I love drinking it. But now that I don't, it's just such a this realization that like it's not necessary. Like I see it on the menu. We went out for lunch today um, and it's, you know, it's chocolate milk I would usually get or milk, whatever on the menu to have with my like breakfast or lunch. And now it's just not, you know, I'm just like, nah, like I don't need it. And it's yeah, it's just such a 
I, I feel better. I definitely feel better not having, you know, certain foods, a lot of processed foods that I was eating before, a lot of chips and pop and, and yeah. a lot of cookies and stuff like that before too. So I cut out a lot of uh, things like that. And yeah, I'm, I'm in the best physical shape that I've ever been right now. And I'm going to continue on this path. And I'm glad that we're, we're staying on this accountability situation and motivating each other to, you know, go out there and, and run every day and, and get it. Cause it's so important and it makes you feel so good. Like every time you go out, you get to run, you get to clear your mind. Like the body needs movement. The body Absolutely, needs kinetic man. energy. Kinetic energy is so important. There's such, um, release that happens like we get we get all this angst and anger and it gets built up inside of us and unless we have a way to to get out there and and release that energy and and in some form or some way like by play going playing sports basketball or or something or, or just going for a run like it's uh it's necessary oh it's totally necessary man i agree with everything you said it's it's so important and and i'm just kind of relearning that and like relearning my body and um and again just trying to work on everything and and it started with the mindset change and you touched on the pandemic a bit there and that was also a big motivation for me right because like at the start of it like i i was one of the lucky ones that didn't lose my job and i'm super thankful for that mm -hmm. but at the start of it it was so scary man because like you're hearing all these things and you know how the news is they only tell you uh the negative things and they're saying oh man overweight people are suffering way more and i already started my journey at that point but it was just another like reassurance of like, man, like just having extra weight makes me so um, like, like um, just not in shape to like handle other things. Right. Like not ready for what could come and and my body's not in the best condition to like fight off diseases or like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I had a lot of thoughts of like, man, like I'm going to end up with diabetes or, or heart problems or blood pressure problems. Like all these things that come from being overweight happen. And, like your transition alone has already been incredible. And, and I just want people to like, know that you can do it. Like there's, there's nothing special about me. Um, it starts with a mindset change and like just taking little steps. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer that any dietary step you take or any like dietary change you make is a good one in the sense of like saying you want to cut even one thing out. I just don't want to drink pop or like I only want to drink pop on Friday or um, like you said, milk or like I'm, I'm going to try to only have bread uh, two times a week. Like all those little things you'll notice if you try to like focus your energy on it and pay attention. And all those little things are all good choices, man. Like our society is, is so built up on like overindulgence and like desire, like yep. uh, everything, you know what I mean? Like that's one of our um, strengths and weaknesses. Desire can, fuel us for positive things but it also is like fuel us for negativity right and like being able to say no to things is, is very important man and and for the longest time in my life if i wanted to eat something i ate it and like that's how you end up where i was and that's how mm -hmm. you end up where i still am and and again like the diet has been a big part of it like you got to put in the work as far as like physical activity too but even just a small dietary change you can see results and like like you said man it's a total snowball effect like you're, you're going to want more. Your body's going to tell you what you want. And now I feel great. Like you said, I go for my run halfway through my day and the second half of my day, I'm ready. And like, there's no better moment than really like, like I'd say like 15 minutes after my run, I'd like, I almost get like a high, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I feel accomplished. I don't have to think about that anymore. Um, I know I've taken another step towards being a healthier individual. And then the rest of my day is just like 
I don't know. It just feels better, man. My, my workflow is way better now. It's, it's been amazing. So the running has been huge, but like I said, any small change that you're willing to make is, is amazing and it's a good step. And, and people try to like discredit themselves so much. I have like a saying that I've been saying a lot recently this, this year of like, we defeat ourselves mentally very often before we actually try to do something. And, yeah. um, and man, that's the first step. Your, your mind is your strongest weapon. Your mind is, is the master sword. I'm a video game guy. So that's like a, mm-hmm. a Zelda reference there. Like, like, like that's where it all begins, man. And you definitely can have the power to create your own reality. And if you want a brighter future, then you know what I mean? We, we all have choice and, and making the right choices or choices that will actually feel you to get to where you want to get to is like, man, there's no better feeling. There's no better feeling to like improve yourself. I find. And, and I think I've become uh, more myself. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more confident with who I am, and I don't think that has anything to do with the weight loss. I still look overweight when you look at me, and, and I'm okay with that. Like I said, I've never been a, oh, I want to have a six pack and wear Gucci kind of guy. Like that's not who I am. <laughs> I, I don't care, right? Like, you know what I mean? I, when I'm, if I get down to like a skinny guy like stature, I probably still wear track pants everywhere I go. That's just who I am. But yeah. Um, feeling better is is so powerful and and improving on yourself and being able to like see it physically has been huge too like look in the mirror and notice change it's big right and 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 mental changes are just as important but i think it's a good way to like kind of open your mind to the possibility of like how great you can be and and for me greatness is huge it's something i've always strived for and 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 yeah man i just think that like people need to um just try something a little bit uh, that's out of their comfort zone and, and you'd be surprised with like the results, man. And, and how you feel like, like Will Smith said, I think, and I, I don't know if it's his quote, but it's like the best things are on the other side of fear. And like at first, before you dive in, it's like, you don't believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. And even like my first run, there's fear there. Like, how am I going to feel? And uh, can I even do it? Right. But when I was done, I was like, hell yeah, dude, like I'm a big <laughs> guy and I just fucking went for a half hour run. That's amazing. And like, dude, my legs were destroyed. Oh yeah. And like, that was the hardest point I think, but I Mm -hmm. knew again, I had my, my previous workout experience to fall back on. Luckily I knew that like, okay, second day is going to be worse because I'm going to feel like crap. Like my legs aren't going to feel good, but I knew if I pushed through five, six, maybe nine days, um, my body would adjust. And it has, man, my legs haven't hurt like that since. And I'm really only seeing the positive side of it now. I, I know you can't overdo it. And if I didn't think I could do 365 days, I wouldn't set that goal. But I'm also like, I need a far goalpost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem with like why I stopped music for certain periods of time. Um, I didn't have, I didn't shoot for the stars. I didn't have a far enough goal. And then once I reach my goal, I feel accomplished and like lose motivation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so like w- that's why it's like, instead of saying, Oh, I want to do 30 days or, I want to do 60 days for me personally. I'm like, nah, I want to do a full year because that's hard and far. And, and as I get closer to that goal, I, I will have to make a new one or I'll lose motivation, man. Like I'm very goal oriented. And, um, again, just things I've been able to learn from like this year period. Right. Like I think it's just been with COVID so many people have had a real opportunity to like assess their lives. And I hope people are taking that opportunity and kind of seeing what matters to them most. And, and, um, and trying to accomplish things they maybe would have never tried elsewise. Right. And like, there's two ways it can go. And I, and I definitely had my periods of depression as far as with the pandemic and my struggles, but 
uh, overall, man, I've, I've really been able to turn a lot of positives out of like a crappy situation. And, and again, that's just super motivating for me. And like, and, and I hope that people can hear that in my voice and hear my passion and, and maybe it will inspire others to kind of just continue down those paths, man. Cause, cause life is difficult and life fucking happens. And, uh, saying no or quitting or creating an excuse is, is very simple, but just getting up and doing it is very difficult, but it's also the most rewarding, man. Like it's totally the most rewarding part. It's just, just saying, fuck it. I'm doing it. It's been huge for me. That's awesome, man. And you're doing it. You're living proof right now that, uh, you're a manifestation of your your action, your words that you create. It's it's created who you are, and you are you're killing it right now. I I hope that you keep this energy up and keep going with it because it's a beautiful thing to witness. It's a beautiful thing to watch, and you're a hundred percent right <coughs> when it comes to the choices that we make. That's so paramount to really focus every single person every single day has choices so many choices and we sometimes make them so unconsciously now that it's just it becomes second nature and we need to really sit back and think about the choices that we make and when it comes to our health and our well-being the food that we eat the things that we put into our body we need to recognize that it's so important the choices that we make because this body that we have is a temple and it's we're only in this body for this existence while we're here for this time this is the body that we have and if we don't take care of it like you said you end up with things like diabetes you know health complications when coronas are coming around you feel like you're more susceptible susceptible and more vulnerable to catching that disease. That was, you know, definitely one of my motivating factors for getting my health on point was the fact that, you know, I know I'm going to be out touring, doing what I am on the road, performing, and I need to be at my utmost health, the highest level of, of health that I can possibly be at while I'm out there. If by by chance that that ever happens to me that I catch the virus, I'm going to have, you know, the highest level of immune system to battle that virus and, and keep me healthy. I mean, and just being out there on the road and doing music and, and putting myself out there, I feel like I always have to be like at my highest level of fitness. And it's exactly like you're saying, greatness is achievable. And it's something that everybody strives for and greatness in fitness. Like, you know what I mean? We look up to, to people like the rock and stuff that are just like fucking animals in the gym and just grinding out and like able to achieve so much. And you're just like, when you can master your mind and master your body, you can master the world around you and you see that with people who understand that and like there is a a gravitation towards people who recognize that you know having a good physical appearance and 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 taking care of yourself taking care of your body matters you know what i mean like it really does matter at a at a fundamental level for every human being because it's our life and if we don't take care of it we we are that much closer to, to dying. And, you know, from, from the smoke that we inhale to the food that goes into our body, to the chemicals that we put on our body, all of that stuff plays a factor in, you know, the, the diseases that we end up getting and the ailments that we have and the things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And so much money is spent on 
helping people that have hindered themselves through those small choices every single day that they make where they say, you know what, I'm fuck it. I'm going to take, I'll, I'll eat the bag of chips. They open the bag of yeah. chips. They start eating it. I could probably just eat half the bag of chips, but fuck it. I'll just eat the whole bag of chips. You know what I mean? I used to do oh, that yeah. shit when I was younger, man. I, I had problems with, with, with weight. I used to get called lunchbox. My friends <laughs> and my, my, my brother, they called me lunchbox cause I had a, a, a big gut, you know, I was a, a pudgy yeah. little kid and it's cause I just, you know, I would fucking eat popcorn, like a whole bag of popcorn popcorn after I got home from school just like watching fucking TV eating popcorn like not thinking how that's fucking my whole body up and one of the biggest issues is like the education is not there for sure for younger people I know I know when I was you know that age 13 14 15 you're watching television shows and you're watching commercials that are you know milk cereal this and breakfast lunch dinner it's so embedded into the culture and into into our society to eat and to to consume and to just keep on consuming and consuming and consuming and and it's really hard as you know young humans and young individuals out there trying to figure things out like to navigate and be like like you don't even know that you're making the wrong choice because you don't even know what the right choice is you know what I mean and and especially if you don't have parents that are like super nutritional and buy the book on that standard like my my dad and my mom were not really about that life you know what i mean we were eating tv dinners and fucking you know canned goods and and a lot of processed foods and you know not to like blame them at all for how i was with with my health i I figured things out eventually and and they're figuring things out eventually for themselves too but like yeah there's definitely points in my life where i was eating shit i was eating really bad i mean i still sometimes am eating shit but i'm definitely a lot more conscious now and i'm aware that there's choices that we make every single day and and sometimes we battle inside our minds and it's good when we make that battle because when we make that choice and just do it like unconsciously that's when we've lost when we have to sit there on the shelf and be like am I gonna should I get that I don't know you've you've obviously experienced you know what I mean you've you felt that where you're on the fucking shit and you're just I it's a struggle even now going into the grocery store every fucking time going to the grocery store and walking out and not getting milk it just that simple thing is like (laughs) it's crazy for me I'm like how am I even leaving here without like the one thing I always come here for (laughs) but yeah it's 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 real man the choices that we make determine you know, who we are. And it's so important that we recognize that each of those choices are going to eventually determine, you know, the outcome. And when it comes to our health, it's so um, apparent, you know what I mean? It's like when you don't take care of yourself, it shows. And when you do take mm-hmm. care of yourself, it shows. And it shows not just on, on, on your body, but also in your mind and your spirit in everything. Like I can hear it in your voice, how much lighter you sound, not just light from losing the weight, but light in your spirit and lightness in your mind where you're just like, you feel elated and you feel like alive and energized. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, man, it's been great. And I definitely feel way better. And just to touch on a few things you mentioned, like I, I definitely come from a very similar situation. Um, my mom um, grew up in a house where, uh, and I just found this out recently, to be honest, but she grew up in a house where uh, they'd uh, serve a big dinner and there was always the rule of like, if it's on your plate, you have to eat it, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. And then um, they would have to no weigh waste. in after they ate, like straight up would have to get on a scale and weigh in after they ate. Damn. So that's crazy, right? And so when I grew up, there was never a scale in my house. My mom never really wanted to um, 
uh, put pressure on me from a weight perspective, but she would try to cook as healthy as possible. But like, I've always kind of been a late night snacker and, and same as you, man. And oh, yeah. especially like the last like three, four years, like, dude, there was nights, a lot of nights where I, it was the, it was the trifecta chips, candy, chocolate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like almost every single day, man. And like, that's how you end up in, in that spiral. And like you said, like, it's like, I think it's the number I heard is like 28 days or 30 days to create a habit. Right. And like, dude, I, I just created such terrible habits for myself. And, and the longer I continued those habits, um, the, the stronger hold they had on me and the harder they were to break. Right. And, um, I still have a soft spot for, especially chips. Like I still am a chip guy. Obviously I'm way more conscious of what I allow myself to eat. And I try to, um, if I do decide, okay, I'm going to allow myself to have some sort of snack. I try to do, uh, healthier options. I like just not having those options in the house. Like you said, like just not buying the milk is huge. Like, cause I used to try to tell myself, okay, I'm going to buy the snacks, but I'll, I'll, I'll only have this amount. But like you said, you sit there and they're like, well, they're teasing I'm you. Still yeah. <laughs> they're I'm still sitting there. Hungry. <laughs> the next thing you know, the whole thing is gone or you're watching a show and you're not even noticing it and, and you're overindulging. Right. And it's just, it's, you can spiral both ways. There's, there's positive um, momentum and negative momentum. And as far as my fitness went, I was definitely in negative momentum and it also brought negative momentum to, other parts of my life and again i don't know if i would have been able to like understand how important it was if i didn't just say whatever i'm doing it and i also i didn't realize like how much i thought about it right like again i never i don't associate it with my look i don't again that's not something that's really important to me I, i've always felt pretty confident in who i am and like um like you know what i mean like who i want to be or like uh like expressing myself I've always felt good in my own skin for lack of a better term, like regardless of weight. But once I started like just thinking about it and realizing how much I thought about my weight and like how often it was, that was another big motivation of like, man, like the only way I'm going to free my mind from like thinking about my weight is to change it. Mm -hmm. Right. Otherwise I'm going to forever be trapped in this like thought process of like, Oh my God, I'm so big. Or like, I feel like crap. I shouldn't have ate X, Y, and Z last night or, or whatever the case may be. Right. And, and, and we grew up kind of like saw the birth of the internet for lack of a better term. Yeah. And, um, same thing. The information wasn't there. They don't teach you these things in school, which I think we would both agree. They absolutely should. When I got to high school, there was somewhat of a cooking program, but it wasn't like health based. No. Like and that the nutrition, the, the nutrition guide from Canada or whatever that they feed you in the school system is complete bullshit. That, that oh, fucking, that five system thing or whatever with the grains and the, and the milks yep. and the, this, and this is what they're trying to tell you to eat. And it, and those things were all put together. It's been fucking proven that it, that those were put together by the companies that sell the products that are on those sheets, man. you know what I mean? And they were forced us to 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 think that that was an okay thing and that that's another thing that pisses me off with the school system is it's like <clears throat> i understand it's free it's yeah it's a good thing it's kind of like a daycare where you get to learn some shit yeah. um but it's like yeah you know what i mean they could teach such better things or, and, and we gotta standard. unlearn we gotta unlearn yeah, a lot of the stuff yeah, that we man. learn we gotta How literally we got to go backwards. We learn some stuff. And then when we get out, we're like, oh, wait a second. What they told us is not the fucking truth. Wait. So now we got to spend time rewiring the brain and, and relearning or, or learning what we should be learning and then trying to unlearn all the shit, the garbage that and they've been years feeding us. And years of, of yes. learning a certain way. Right. And, 
and you, you're, you're spot on with that, man. It's like, and again, I, I had to like think of it from a different perspective to like get to that realization of like, okay, why do they tell you you need to eat three meals a day? Uh, you don't need three meals a day. I've no. proven that to myself Fuck this no. year. I, I eat one meal. And the reason why they tell you that is to sell product. Yes. Right? Like, like it's all sales based. And like you said, it gets into every facet of society. Not only is food like occasion and pleasure and like it's it's literally intertwined with like everything you do. But like you said, with the school system, it's just like they, they literally teach you these things that like aren't facts that like you just kind of like grow up for 20 years of your life just like thinking is the way it goes and like again the signs were there for me like i never ate breakfast and people thought that was crazy and my mom always tried to get me to eat breakfast and like (laughs) and sometimes i would even though i didn't freaking even want it you know what i mean and so that's why i'm happy that the internet is a thing because like that's the tool i've used to change my life in so many ways like if you want to learn how to do something if you want to change something about yourself i guarantee you there's somebody else out there on YouTube or the internet that wants to do that same exact change or has been successful in completing the thing that you're trying to, and they're going to give you the information they use to make that um, happen. Right. And so uh, I just encourage people so much to like, man, the world is at your fingertips and you need to like, not take that for granted. We use the internet for such negative things like in our lives or like just like time passing or, or whatever right and like that's all good and and well like there's got to be balance but like it is also just like an incredible tool man like if i wanted to learn things about diet when i was like you know what i mean 12 years old like for the most part i would have to like go to a library magazines (laughs) yeah health magazines (laughs) that was pretty much all all you all the the places where you get information i can pull up like i can pull up six different opinions on the same topic topic within seconds yeah you know what i mean and really versify my my um my information intake you know what i mean it's just incredible and again it's just such a powerful tool that i think so many people unfortunately take for granted but man like it's all there dude like it's it's all there and it's so important and and i don't know it's just it's gonna change the way i raise kids when i eventually have them and and um just like what i want to um inspire people to do and 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 just like show people like, man, there is other ways and like question everything. You know what I mean? If I didn't question how much food I should be uh, like eating per day, I would have never found fasting and fasting has been incredible for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to question it for sure. You have to and then find your own truth, find your own path and find what works for you, man. And and, and again, it's fueled other parts of my life. It's allowed me to like even put more energy into music because by the time I was done my eight hour day, like I said, I had a physical job like, dude, making beats was painstaking and it's like that's what i love and that's what i think that i'm been put on earth to do and what i think um is so essential for my being and like my mental health and all these things and i was neglecting it because my health had gotten so out of control that i didn't even have the energy to like do the thing i love Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like and like that's how that's how the negative spiral can can go right but if but again i just said you know what i'm changing it and I'm so happy that I did it when I did. Obviously, we always want to think about like, oh, I wish I did it a year ago. Where would I be? But like just making that change, just doing that that day one, run one. You know what I mean? And here I am already. I've done like what, 26 in a row. And um, I feel great, man. And and that doesn't happen if I just don't suck it up and say, I'm going to hate this, but I'm doing it anyways. Like that's the other thing is people – people only really do things for things or like, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and I just kind of trying to like eliminate that as much as possible. Obviously 
the point of running is to lose weight, but like, I want to do it every day to just like, to just do it. You know what I mean? And just see what comes of it. Not really expect anything. I haven't really lost much weight since I've been running to be completely honest, maybe like five or six pounds, which again is also still good, but, um, it's just about the experience. It's about learning about myself as much as it is about the weight loss and just like challenging myself. I think like challenging yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, uh, it's going to, it's going to create uh, different thought paths and different avenues that you may never uh, come to. If you didn't just like give something a shot, man, it's incredible. Like, and, and I hope it fuels me forward more and I'm just excited for the future. I'm, literally more excited for the future now than I have been like in my entire life because <laughs> I finally feel like I've uh, taken the power back into my life and shown myself what's possible when you put your mind to it. And and although I've done that in previous like parts of my life, it's just really come full circle for me with the weight loss because it's just been, like I said, something I've always had problems with my entire life. And I just mm -hmm. said, no, I'm not going to let this be my truth anymore. I can make better choices and I'm going to do them and I'm going to trust the process and, and just see what happens, man. And it's been, it's been so, so good. And I, I just can't relay how important just trying is and just like putting an effort. I always tell people too, like we get so caught up in timelines and although timelines are very important, I try not to give myself strict timelines. Like I'm not like, okay, I want to be under 300 pounds in the next six months. Cause guess what? If I'm not, I'm going to feel crappy about that. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to get under 300 pounds. If I get there in six months, that's fabulous. If I don't, I'm going to work harder or I'm going to reassess so that I can get to that goal. And again, that's just a mindset change. You know what I mean, man? And, and, and use all the tools available to you, man. And, and lean on your friends, lean on your family, lean on the internet to like provide you with information, check sources, all these things will just help you like literally change your life in whatever way you want to. And, and you got to be a believer, man. Like you have to believe and, especially in yourself. I'm so big on like self-belief, like it's incredibly powerful. And you wonder why, like, you know, like people that are these great people, these super successful people, musicians, actors, um, big time politicians, whatever the case may be, billionaires, like they all say the same thing. They thank God, whatever, whoever that happens to be. And they tell you, you have to believe in yourself. And I think those things are actually massive. Like, like believe in something that there is some sort of a higher power, I think is super powerful. I'm not going to say that it's something that's essential to life, but um, again, I don't know what God is, but I do believe that there is something bigger and I, and I tend to lean towards that being energy. Uh, I'm getting more into like what energy is and, and how you vibrate at certain frequencies and, and how your energy affects other people, et cetera, et cetera. And just belief in self, man, we're all equal um, just because little Wayne's incredible doesn't mean that you can't be, uh, you might not want to rap or whatever, but like we all have the same potential and it's all about putting that effort in, man. Like it's, it's all about the effort and, and what you choose to do, you will get better at it, It's, it's, it's insane. Like I might not have a jumper now. If I went out and took a hundred jump shots every single day, I would be, I would get good at it. Like you, you will, you will. Right. And I think that's just like, again, the self doubt that we have and like how we let, what other people say about us like become our reality is like, man, we, we, we got to stop doing that. We have to think more about what we want and what we believe and, and get more in tune with yourself. And that's, that's the journey I've been on. And I still feel like I'm just getting started. And 
I hope I never fully figure it out, man, because because then I always have something to work on and and I always want to improve myself in as many ways as I can. And, and I try to be as good at whatever I do, like as, as, as good as I can be at whatever it is I do. If You know what I mean? I, I put 40 hours a week into my day job. So I try to be as as incredible at that as I can. And then whenever I have time to do music or whenever I'm making music, it's the same exact mindset of like, I want to be as good at this as I can be. And a lot of times that's why like I do take so much time to make certain records because I want to um, push myself. You know what I mean? Like, like if that's the biggest push you can give yourself. That's, you're always going to be your hardest critic. And if you push yourself, uh, you'll be amazed at the things you can accomplish. Like it's, it's, it's just wild, man. I know you know that you have the exact same mindset as me and, and you and like, you've been an example for me for so long of like how you just make shit happen, man. And like, and like you just do it and you believe and you don't you don't feed into your negative thoughts like you i'm sure you still have them but like you're so good at like redirecting your your thought process and the positivity and like look what it's been able to do for you man like you've had an insane career thank you you've worked with fucking everybody you know what <laughs> i mean put shows on for everybody and and it shows man and i think you would agree that like i don't want to speak for you but like it all starts with your mindset right like yeah. you feel Big similar time. there Big time, big time, man. Tons of the stuff that you're talking about in, in this entire thing is like nailing spot on a bunch of the the fundamental subject matter of this book that I put together, which was, you know, just some personal advice on practical advice on things that I've gone through through in my life and things that could help other people deal with. <clears throat> all sorts of stuff like, you know, people putting you down and, and having to believe in yourself and having thick skin and in, in that sense and, you know, yeah. not letting yourself get taken advantage of um, and also having self-forgiveness, self-love, you know, all these kinds of, you know, so hardcore um, messages that really are so important and not talked about enough in today's society. It's like there's there's this surface level stuff that everybody talks about, but nobody's really willing to talk about the things like you say, like asking yourselves questions that really matter. You know, when you're when you're afraid of something, confronting that fear head on and really, you know, challenging yourself and, and stepping up to that challenge, rising up and realizing that shit, I can fucking do this. And and, and there's other people that did this too. So so if they could do that, then I can too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, 100%. and having that belief in yourself and really just pushing yourself constantly all the time and not giving up on yourself and not letting the, the times where it gets really, really overwhelming and so difficult where you feel like you want to give up and you just got to keep pushing through, allow yourself time and space. And you know, that time when things go bad to like regroup and reassess and realize what fuck, what went wrong here? What did I, what choices did I make wrong? How can I do this better? How can I improve? And then just continuing to, to go out there and fucking get it and follow those dreams that you have, the aspirations, the desires, like you say, as we have as humans to just really want to go out and, and make a difference in this world and a difference for ourselves. Um, so yeah, I mean, fuck man, everything that you're talking about on here in here is like spot on. I think it's going to be super inspirational for people to hear this, uh, this shit. You're like, you're, it feels like you've, uh, I don't, I don't know what, what you've been doing this summer or through the quarantining process, <laughs> but like reading books or fucking watching, uh, YouTube videos on, on raising your vibrational energy and the frequencies and shit or whatever that you're, you're diving into. Maybe it was a few mushroom trips. I have no idea, but whatever it is, bro. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's, it looks good on you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And yeah, it's just like, uh, mostly honestly, self-reflection and just curiosity. Right. And 
just again being way, made way more in touch with what do I actually want. Mm-hmm. And when I realized how important health was to me, how important self improvement was for me, how important music was for me, and how important like um, ex, uh, inspiring people was too, right? And like that's another big part of why I've started to do. Um, videos i haven't released any yet but i hope to get one out in the next week or so it's the hardest thing bro please just do it i even do it myself it's the (laughs) hardest thing man i record videos of me talking to the camera they never see the light of day i've probably recorded a thousand videos or more that will never see the light of day i've 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 some have gone out but a lot will not go out, especially when I'm doing my drops for tours or like new products that I'm releasing or whatever. Like I was I, this morning, I woke up doing uh, uh, video drops for the book and I'm just like, I'm fucking, you know, I'm like, should I put it out? I don't know. Can I put it out? Does it look good? Yeah, you get, you, you just, in your own head, right? And, and really, honestly, it doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to have lights, camera, fucking smoke and shit. You just got to be you in front of your camera and put it out. So as much as I can to, you know, inspire you in some way is just put that shit out, bro. Like, I know that feeling of like, I don't know, are they going to, are they going to like this or is this good or, or what? It's so different. It's not like anything I've ever put out. I don't put this yeah. stuff on my Instagram. I'll put this stuff on my Facebook. Just fucking do it, brother. Do it. Like and you said, yeah. Once you let it go, it just kind of if you have this weight that releases off of your chest, like oh, oh, that wasn't so hard. And then like people hit you up, they give you feedback. They're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Every now and then you'll get a hater comment, being like, ha ha ha, da 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 da. Ignore those <laughs> or delete that. Whatever you know what I mean. It's always gonna happen. It's yeah. gonna happen a hundred percent. But the more that that happens, and the more that you can learn to combat it, like the more that you can feel comfortable with releasing your product. And it's like something that we do, and you were talking about it earlier as well. Is just like we get in our own way so many times. We become our own worst enemies. And that's one of the biggest ones is when we have content, we, we create something and we just do not release it. We can't put it out into the world because of the fear of what other people are going to say and our yeah. own insecurity where we're just like, it's not good enough. It's not perfect. We want to make it yeah. perfect. We have this like need and this want to just always make the shit that we do perfect. And the stuff that people love the most and attach to the most, I find, is has tons of imperfections. And we are imperfectly perfect human beings. And we need to recognize that our imperfections is what makes us special and what makes us amazing and what is what people will be the most attracted to so um you know yeah it's we're never going to get perfect and and in your your comments before about having goals and like reaching your goals and then once you reach your goal you're like well what's next you know what i mean you always have to create that next goal in a similar sense with the stuff that we create we can never create something and expect oh well it's going to be perfect and it's it's just going to be done in the same that we we can't expect that our goals are going to be reached and then that's it that's the end game no there is no perfect there is no final goal that we reach we're always going to try to be striving for perfection and for more perfection and striving to make the stuff that we do better and better if i stuck on the first song that i made and tried to make it perfect i would never have made the you know hundreds and hundreds of songs that i've done to get to the point where i'm making music that i feel like is definitely my best music that i've done and is sounding a lot better nothing i ever do will i ever feel like is perfect i don't think and even though i still have that 
you know, small part of me that has a perfectionist mentality where I'm just like, I want this to be amazing. And I fucking edit shit over and over and over and over again and go through tracks and mixes and, and, and rhymes and rewrite and redo this here and there and yeah. stuff all the time. I'm always trying to, to make it the best possible product, but I always recognize that, you know, you, at, there's always a point where you just got to be like, you know what, this is enough. Get it out. Just, just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it's it go. So true, and man. it doesn't have to be amazing sometimes. And like the biggest records ever always seem like the ones that aren't like super super well crafted and stuff like even you think of Nas Illmatic for example um of just an album that's you know incredible from front to back just the the lyrics the wordplay the beats everything and in now's now standards are just even in in then like the not everything is perfect you know what i mean would you say totally. on that as far as like the sounds the the snares the percussion or this or that like there's nuances that aren't what you would call perfect but that album is a fucking incredible album and um you know it's still a classic how it is right you know so like we i don't know we just we get so caught up all the time on like trying to just make our shit perfect and we just got to get it out there and i think that's one Thing that Nas is awesome with is just like creating product and just letting it out there. His last album was dope. Oh man, his newest album, King's Disease, is, is still yeah. in rotation for me. It's it's so good, man. And his message has always been so spot on, and, and I absolutely love that new album. I can't stop playing it. And I think you're you're spot on with that, man. And and um, like you said to me recently in a phone call conversation we had is just press record. And I finally <laughs> got to that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's like, I, I got to teach myself how to edit. And uh, I'm in the process of doing that. It's, it's another great challenge. But then it's after that, it's like, okay, now I have to just press upload. There like you go. You said, just yes. Like, let it go. Right. And it's funny that you say that. Like, I love your um, references to music because, and like, as an artist, I know you don't have this luxury because you have to go perform. But man, it's very difficult for me to go back and listen to anything I've produced because I cannot get my mind out of that, that like, creative aspect of like oh man that snare is like a little bit too loud or like oh man like the drop's okay but like i couldn't transition you know what i mean like i, I still and i heard jay-z say this years ago like i still am trying to perfect perfect the record every time i hear it mm -hmm. so i try not to like overindulge in like listening to my own songs like i'll give it a play a week you know what i mean when it first comes out maybe two and then like i try to like disassociate because i have that same thing of like fuck like why didn't I just put another 20 minutes into this? And like, it, it wouldn't have necessarily even been better, but you just always feel like, like you said, it's not where you want it to be or you compare yourself to either your previous works or somebody else's work. And you're like, oh damn, like I wish I had that one back so I could do X, Y, Z to it. And like, it's like, man, it's not about that. And the average person never will hear those things. Cause like you said earlier, and we both said, you're your worst own critic, man. Like that's just how we're fucking designed. And, it's I think you hit the nail on the head with that stuff of like, man, like you gotta just put it out there and again, you've helped me like inspire me with that and like these new ventures like the podcast, which like I'm super honored to be on and be one of the first guests and like your book, like you you've always been the kind of guy of like just fucking do it. And I think that's done so many great things for you and, and the people around you, including myself, of just like, man, like Robbie's got the right idea or like I Robbie did this and like and and then these five extra like amazing things happened for him because he didn't let fear stop him from just like jumping in man and like mm -hmm. that's the thing like you said fear or insecurities these things we like allow them to like overindulge in us 
and like take us away from like what we're trying to accomplish. And for me, a big one is like anxiety. I've always had anxiety and like not even till like recently, I'd say like, the last three years did I even realize that like I had it and like how fucking much it impacts my life. And like, but like now that I know that and um, I've acknowledged it, I've been able to improve upon it. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, again, I, I think it's so true. And like the insecurities are huge. And like, I try to just like be as comfortable with who I am as I can be. And that allows me to like break through the insecure barrier of like, okay, I'm just going to not record or, okay, I'm just going to like not put this out. Like I just got to be like, no, like this is who I am. If people don't enjoy it or don't like me, then that's totally fine because I like me. <laughs> I'm comfortable with who I am. Yes. And, uh, and you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, if one person out of whoever a thousand, a million, whoever sees or hears likes it, then there you go. Like focus on the W that's the other part of like W's not L's learn from your L's, but focus on your wins. Like, like everyone takes L's fucking all the time, daily, different scenarios. And it's so easy to like, let that ruin your day, your week, your month, you know what I mean? Whatever. Um, but you got to stop trying to like, look at the negative. I think we're also so like just wired to like see the bad things. And I think that comes from wanting to be great or wanting to be perfect or wanting to be better than we used to be. Is it so easy to like nail in on like, Oh, like I don't have a six pack or Oh, like, this guy's beats are better than mine or whatever the fuck it is. Right. But you have to just like not have that mindset and like, be like, okay, I don't have the best beats, but like, look at what I did this year. Or like, I'm really proud of this one record. Or, mm -hmm. um, I feel like my composing has gotten better and like allow yourself to self reflect. And like, it's okay to like not feel great about everything that you do, but you can't let that be your entire existence. You know what I mean? Like, acknowledge the weakness acknowledge the the l acknowledge the, the the things that you don't like but don't um like manifest on it or like don't don't uh i can't think of the word i'm trying to think of like 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 be stuck in that exact state of like oh i'm just going to focus on this one shitty thing instead of being like okay this sucked but what can i do to change it or like what's my next move or like my next feet will be better or you know what i mean i'll get better grades on my next test because um i realized the way i studied didn't set me up successfully for this test and I'm going to change that so that I don't have the same feeling again. Right. Like, again, I feel like everything we're talking about, like literally comes back to mindset. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you have to, to beat yourself mentally in a, in a positive way. You have to like, you know what I mean? Just like break those barriers down inside your own head. And then it's like, the world is truly yours. Like, it's just like everything is open and, and you're way less nervous about doing certain things. Like, I've always been scared of heights. Like that's another goal for me is I, I want to get better at conquering that fear. I don't know what step I'm going to take yet. Edge walk, there. edge walk, go to Ooh. edge walk. <laughs> and uh, the CN tower. Or yes. Something? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. You know, we like, did that. I went up to the CN tower when I was like seven years old, dude. And like, I bawled my eyes down. Like that's when I found out I was like fearful of heights. And like, I haven't done the CN tower since. And I've had certain instances where I had like, quote unquote some form of panic attack when i'm like up high and it's like but i know if i conquer that i'm gonna yeah. be like way better at like just life in general because i'll be like man i did this real hard thing that was super difficult for me and now i'm going to take that energy and 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 focus it into other areas of my life and be better at other areas because now it's like i've conquered one of my my biggest fears it's just it's huge man it's it's super super important well, that's that's gotta happen then. Gotta do that edge walk. I'm telling you, if you're gonna face oh, your fear of, of of heights in any way, yeah, skydiving too. 
that that was an incredible experience definitely highly 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 recommend anybody to to do that it's just it's so incredible it makes you feel alive and I you can know only imagine. you know and i'm too scared to do it yes <laughs> you know it's, I mean? that's the thing though is facing that fear and like you know yeah. for someone like yourself like you're saying you know recognizing that you have anxiety and have that anxious feeling like like i think pretty much everybody like some people higher levels than other but everybody everybody experiences a certain degree of anxiety in their life I and totally then you agree. just feel anxious about certain moments in your life like just from even when you're a child and si certain situations happen if your parents get into an argument or something like imagine the anxiety that that would cause children and like yep. people who grow up in those situations where they're you know more susceptible to high anxious situations are eventually going to be like that i think as they grow up and, and get older and you know sometimes it's just a chemical imbalance as well and, and something can happen on that end but I feel like anxiety at the end of the day is really our fears like it comes down to our yeah. fears when it when it when we get anxious about something we need to ask ourselves what is why am I feeling anxious right now what, totally. what is and what I is think... making me afraid right now what is making me yeah. scared and then and then breaking it down and starting to like um you know realize that you and take your con control of your power back and realize that like you can fight that anxiety and you can combat those fears and you know and once you do like you said once you fucking conquer that fear of 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 heights like you have and go up there and do it like you're just it's going to affect every area of your life you're just going to be incredible and there's people that function at a high level that have high anxiety people even you mentioned totally. earlier like mercules you know he's one who openly talks about that quite often is like his you know dealing with anxiety and i've seen him firsthand deal with those situations on tour in the studio and stuff and just like he's uh you know he's still able to produce at an incredibly high level and be very successful um because he has it but he still is able to you know fight those fears and and still able to 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 do what he does so you know yeah. for for everybody out there who's who's battling those certain situations where they're feeling anxious and stuff like you have the power to be able to um to to conquer and to combat and and like you for yourself even recognizing it and just being aware of it and realizing how it's affecting and impacting your life a lot of people are just not even aware right they, they're totally. just they don't know they're just like oh well i just freeze up when i get into those situations or you know i i'm scared to go public perform and when i get you know or public speaking get up in front of a class or something to, to say something i just i freeze up and i can't do it you know what i mean it's like there's reasons for those things and there's fears behind them and and we need to really um become aware of them and just break them down inside ourselves and then and realize that it's just small steps that we got to take to overcoming those fears and the people who are super confident in this world the people that we see that just you know they they step into rooms and they have these auras and these energies about them where you can just be like wow that person is really comfortable in their own skin that comes not just out of thin air it comes from a lot of different things from nurturing obviously people helping them create that mindset but also from themselves just having that confidence and you know and and all different levels like th think about people um even who are overweight like chris farley you know what i mean or people like that like yeah. he had that energy where it's like 
fucking super happy, super exuberant, just lights up a room, you know what I mean? So there's confidence there still um, in, inside him. It just has, you, it can, it can affect all areas of your life. And, and again, yeah, that's that mindset back to the mindset. Yeah, for sure. It all goes back to that. And I think you're right. I think no matter who you are, whether you're an anxious person or not, I think we've all experienced it. Like you said, from like doing a speech when you're a young kid or, or, or um, doing a certain events or like you might get anxious before like a big uh, sports game. Like we've all experienced it in certain areas for sure. And, and like you said, I think acknowledging it and being aware of it is so huge. And and again, for me, it took me years to even realize how bad it was for me and how often I felt it before I could start changing it. It's like the like the twelve step program, right? Program, right? Like you have to acknowledge it first and realize it. And I also found like a good tool for me for like things I'm self confident of or um, anxious of is just expressing them out loud, even if that's just to myself or my girlfriend or the people closest to me, like. A year ago, dude, I would have never said my weight ever to anybody. And mm-hmm. I just said it so openly and casually, and I'll say it again. I'm 330 pounds at the start of this podcast, and I feel great about saying that and acknowledging that um, negative part of my life or, like, a thing I'm self-conscious of um, because I've just been able to, like, deal with it better by just speaking it to the universe, just saying it out loud. And also saying it out loud is part of helping me – like, it's, it's also part of – helping me start that change right like you got to say these things like like even just saying the, the the fear heights thing just telling you that right now makes me more inspired to like oh man i want to go like climb a mountain or some shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, like 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 speak these existences like, acknowledge these things out loud even if it's just yourself in a room i i've found that to be like um so helpful man and and, and it goes both ways say the things out loud that you want Say that you want to get a million views on a YouTube video, even if it's just out loud to yourself. Say that to the universe, then go in the lab, work on your craft, and accomplish it. And there's no better feeling that I've experienced personally than that like process of like, say it, acknowledge it, work towards it, accomplish it. It's mm-hmm. so fucking feels so amazing. It's so rewarding. And then, then you go, wow, if I can do that, maybe I can do this, or maybe I can do that. You know what I mean? It, like I said, it's just a huge snowball effect. And and anxiety will hold you back, but that doesn't mean you have to be a, a prisoner of it. And I think you're right. Mercury's is a fucking incredible example of that. I don't know how he deals with anxiety and still goes out and does those shows and writes those incredible tracks. But that let that be proof of like, man, like if Mercury's let his anxiety defeat him, like think about how different his life would be. But instead mm-hmm. he said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Even though I'm anxious about these things, I'm going to fight through it. And like, look what he's accomplished. You know what I mean? The proof is in the pudding, man. Totally. Totally. You can make it happen if you put your mind to it and, and go yeah, out there and, and fight through it, fight through the, the anxious moments and, and keep on grinding. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about production um, before we finish this up here, because I know you touched on it a little bit at the very beginning on, you know, your transition from moving from a sampled bass producer to a composing producer. Not everybody um, who's listening knows exactly what those things are are so if you can um break down what that is like the difference between sampling and composing and um you know what you're working on currently and what you're uh what you're looking towards as far as production yeah sure um so i think the easiest way for me to explain that like in like uh with like a a real life example as far as like sampling versus composing is i'm going to give you two records 
by Jay Z, and um, and and they'll uh, you maybe you can hear it or go back and listen and kind of uh, notice the difference. So for example, uh, there's a song he did, very big record, H to the Izzo, contains a sample, it's a Michael Jackson sample. Um, you can look it up; it's hard to hear it. Um, but if you looked it up, I think there's a, a website called Who Sampled, and uh, it will show you the exact part of the record that was sampled um, from the original to Jackson Five song. I don't remember the name of it. And then you can play uh, Jay Z's version, and then you can hear that sample. Maybe it's eight seconds, maybe it's ten um, of that that like Kanye West used to like make H to the Izzo. Um, and then if you listen to another song, maybe not as big, but it's just I'm doing this on the fly here. Uh, he has a song called Lost Ones. It's from the album Kingdom Come. And that song is produced by Dr. Dre and it's a composed beat. And so the biggest difference I would say there is just like um, if, you, if you listen to your ear, you can hear the difference. A lot of sample stuff comes from older records. So you might hear dust or like vinyl scratch on the record or you might hear uh, there's a there's a technique technique called uh, chopping. So like you might take 10 seconds of a record and, and chop it all up and use different sections so it's not the exact same and um sampling was always like a it's just a good starting point like i, I always felt um like hard like it was always hard for me to start a beat and it still is sometimes like a lot to be honest um but like sampling was always great because it's like i always i already had inspiration like once i found the sample my mind already started moving i already knew um certain things i wanted to try or do with it and it allowed me to like okay, that's my starting point. Now I have a starting point. Now I can just start and go. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes when I compose, I'm, I sit down and I'm just like, man, like, what tempo do I want? Um, uh, what kind of record? What kind of chords? Am I going to play the chords? Am I going to do just a melody? Am I going to do a pluck melody? Am I going to do um, like a, a legato? Which some of these things might be over your head, but I promise you if you're a producer, you know them or you can go look them up. Though. What's a legato, bro? Tell me you're dropping too much uh, knowledge. So it's like, um, it's kind of like a synth bass, uh, like the chords will kind of, or the, the notes will, uh, bend into each other. So like a good example is, um, that new song we're working on. Obviously people can't go and listen to it, but the one you told me, uh, uh, blessing in the skies, that's, that's the name of the record. Okay. So if you go back and listen to that or, or people, when you go and listen to it, um, blessing in the skies, when that record comes out has, um, a melody in it where the end of the, the 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 one note will bend into the start of the next so it's more of a like a like a i don't know how to explain it like like it's not so like uh hot and cold it's not so um it's a like smoother transition smoother transition uh yeah. gz almost famous is another one like a song people can go look up that has a legato melody on it um he uses a lot of that i think ben on is is similar too but for sure the song by G-Eazy, Almost Famous, has a legato um, melody on it if you want to go look that up. And it's just kind of like a bending of the note at the end so that one note goes into the other. You hear it a lot with basses, too. People like to do, like, uh, 808 legato so that, like, your one bass sound, like, you hear it go, like, into the next kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's different styles of, like, composing, and, like, you can point those out um, the more you train your ear. But, um, yeah, like, I always had, like, a blank canvas. I always felt in sampling was just a good way for me to be like okay now i have at least like uh the background started right for like uh, a visualization of it like oh now i have mm-hmm. the background so i just got to draw the people in or build the house or uh draw the farm in the back at least the background's already there for me so like that's why i sampled so much and it was also just what i came up listening to like you always want to uh 
um, be inspired by the greats, right? So I was big on Ninth Wonder, Kanye West, Just Blaze. Uh, I did like Dr. Dre, who, who does both. But uh, for the most part, I'd say like Ninth Wonder and Kanye West were like a big inspiration for like what I wanted my beats to sound when I first started. And they all they all chopped samples. They all did soul records. So that's kind of where I started. And that's where I was like, okay, if I want this sound, I have to sample. And then um, as I got older and, and I got more uh, into music and the sound changes, um, it just became a necessity. And again, it was a big thing of like I always held myself back. I wish I started composing earlier, but the reasons why I didn't is because I told myself I couldn't, or when I tried to, it wouldn't sound good. Or like, I, I felt like I would put three hours into like trying to make a composed beat where I could have done like two sample beats that loved them and had them done and had emailed out in the same time. And I almost felt like a waste of time. Yeah. But, um, but now it, never takes, go back. it takes time, right? It takes time. Yeah. To to make it from scratch it's a lot more of a process when you're building it from out of nowhere but the creative process i think is a beautiful thing because you're literally making something out of nothing you Absolutely, made man. something and you're like literally you're listening to it after and you're like this was nothing before this was there was no thing here and I and this put this all together. Me. Yes, I I, yeah. I somehow caught an inspiration, a vibe, and it told me that this is how the sound should go and this structure and this melody and the drum pattern. When you hear the melody with it, you're like, okay, the drum should be like... Absolutely, man. And you just you put it exactly how it's supposed to be and it just feels right. And then you listen to it after. And you just, it's such an incredible feeling, especially now I'm producing again. And I feel it's so you cool. You understand it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm not sampling really much. I'm doing a little bit of sampling. I played around, like, I'd say t maybe 10 or 20% of the beats that I've done. I was playing with some samples. But the rest of it nice. is all just composing and creating from scratch. And it's just so awesome to just come up with a, a lick or a nice little chord structure. And it just, feels rewarding, yeah, right? And, you, and, and the drum line. And then you're just like, damn, like this is dope and then you hear it back you're like how did i just make that out of absolutely nothing it's, awesome. <laughs> it's crazy right and, and it also like the biggest thing for me or like what really fueled me is when i when i finally started like diving into it deeply and like being able to actually play speech i fully composed uh i realized the freedom of it because no matter what when you're using a sample you're restricted to some degree mm -hmm. you're restricted to the scale um there might be something playing in the back of the sample that you can't edit out because you're using somebody else's record and it would sound so much better if you could just alter this one thing, but you don't have that freedom because it's a pre-recorded piece of music. Right. So like not sampling has been like, wow, I have full control mm -hmm. and I can make every decision with this beat. And if there's a sound I don't like in it, I can get rid of it or I can change it to something else or I can put a different filter on it and it will filter just that one part instead of the entire beat. Yeah, and, and like, I, I don't want to like sound like I'm like I'm shitting on sampling because I fucking love it. And like, if I if I thought it was something that I could do and, um, like for lack of a better term, like have some monetary like um, value there, then I would probably still do it because I love doing it. But like, I also want to own my own music. I I want to um, be responsible for everything that I do as far as like making the entire beat. And I also just don't want to like I've had records get stopped because samples couldn't get cleared. And that's a real shitty feeling as a producer, right? Because mm -hmm. you're like, damn, this great record that was going to be awesome uh, isn't coming out because whoever owns the master of the sample said, nah, fam, you're not using it. And they have that right because they created the original or own the original, whatever the case may be, right? And so now it's like, 
that hindrance or restriction is no longer on a young KD. And again, it's just freeing of like, no matter what I do, no one can tell me like, no, you can't do it because uh, somebody else did this. And he said, no, you know what I mean? Like that was a shitty feeling for me. Yeah. And um, being able to like take the power back there has been awesome. And it's been a big process and I'm still learning how to compose every day and get better. And like, I fall into habits of like feeling like I make the same beats sometimes, but like all that comes out with just practice and routine and, and also just challenging myself, right? And being like, I'm going to make a song that doesn't sound like a young K song and just kind of like break my own barriers down. Right. But I'm definitely pro composing, but my heart's always in sampling. And one day if I can like get in the studio with like a, like a Jay Z or someone and like just do a completely like sample based album, I would still fucking just absolutely love that. And I still think I'm very talented with that, but it's just not my focus anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I love what I've done with it and what I was able to accomplish, but I think that that decision for me was so huge. And, and even us, man, like fire doesn't happen if I don't start composing. Just like, think about that. Oh yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That entire album doesn't happen. Uh, I, or it doesn't happen with me. You know what I mean? And that would have been awful. <laughs> Cause I love that project <laughs> and I'm mega proud of that project. And I, I hope to be able to do that again one day, right. It's produce an entire Robert G album or an entire Merc project or an entire evil, evil Ebenezer project or whoever, right? Like, those things feel awesome. You and, to be able to you say, and Evil definitely need to do a project together. He's oh, done man. enough enough tra- uh, tracks to, over your beats. And yeah, I mean, he just did one with C. Lance and it sounds incredible. Ghost Town. If you haven't heard yeah, that, go great. go check it out, people listening. But uh, yeah, um, I, I, I feel you on that. I think you should do you that. You know what I mean? And yeah, having the having the power to do it and then no one be able to tell us no because of a sample is, is great and be able to like, just at the end of the day, listen to something like front to back and be like, man, I did every sound on this. It's just rewarding, man. Mm-hmm. It just feels really, really good. No, it's dope, man. I'm glad that you made the the transition. It definitely makes my job easier and it makes my life sure. less stressful when I'm uploading my album and I'm not worried that I'm going to get flagged for some sample that got used in a, in a beat and I've got to exactly. you know, take it down or re-alter it and go through that headache, which has definitely happened in the past, not particularly with you, but with other producers that I've worked for with. Sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's never, never fun to go through. So um, it's stressful, right? Yeah. I'm glad that uh, you've got on that composing tip and and also teaching me and giving me the the tips and tricks that uh, that you've taught me along the way and then obviously you know youtube as well as as you've said before um you know and you know i i highly preach it's just there's so much information out there you can just go dive in and learn about that like that that uh what did you call it the flagato say it again yeah yeah, look it up figio what is it called it's legato, yeah. Legato, it's like a, not lot of, legato. a lot of VSPs will have a <laughs> Did you learn that on YouTube? Mode. Did you learn that on YouTube? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of man. course. Yeah, yeah. See, that's where everything is. <laughs> that's the resource. That is the resource. That's what's up. Like straight up it is, man. Yeah, like like look it up, man, and you'll find it and, and you'll instantly be able to hear it and you'll instantly be able to like realize what records it's using and how often it's used. It's it's incredible, man. And that alone will like bring you down a rabbit hole of production. Legato. I've done lots of legato records for you, man. Like um fire has a few or at least a couple um yeah if i can think of one i would say licks and dro i think licks and dro is a legato based on what year um yeah the piano totally man and the the other song that was a single there i'm i'm drawing a blank here i'm just gonna pull it up um incredible incredible that's a perfect example that that is i'm using legato in that okay 
So for anyone who wants to check a Robbie G song out that has it, uh, incredible off fire has that, uh, that's how I get those synths to sound like that. And it's funny because if I showed you the, the synth record, like if I, if I played you that exact same beat and turn legato off, it would sound totally different. Maybe mm-hmm. one day I'll do that for you. So you can just kind of like, be like, Oh yeah. shit. Like that's what it is. We, well, we got to link up when I'm, I'm headed on tour soon. I leave on, uh, on Sunday, I'm headed out there to Ontario. So I think I've got like one or two off days on like a Monday or Tuesday. And I want to slide over there and grab some, some, uh, packs from you some beat packs and stuff that oh, we're, we're yeah, talking about so maybe we'll we'll you can show me that legato trick when i pop in and and do that i would love to do that man that sounds fabulous that's what's up awesome well for anyone listening for artists that are interested in copping some young k beats what's the best way to uh reach out to you what uh email or facebook or what's uh what's the best way yeah both both are actually great so uh on Facebook, my name is Kevin Young K. Holder. Uh, if you search me up, uh, an easier way too might just be facebook.com backslash Young K Productions. I'm on there. I'm friendly. Say hi. I'm always willing to work with new artists. I actually love it. So it's always a great experience. And then my email is very similar. Um, again, another great way to get a hold of me. It's youngkproduction at gmail.com. So instead of productions with an S, you just drop the S, Young K Production, spelled exactly how it sounds at gmail.com either way is great if you've made it this far into the podcast and listened to the whole thing i want to say i super appreciate that i hope that uh it was an inspiring experience for you if nothing else and if you're a fan of my music i love you and i appreciate that if you're a fan of robbie the same exact thing goes we love and appreciate that and 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 thanks to robbie for having me on i super appreciate the opportunity to just kind of talk about some life shit and and yeah man it's all about growth from here man and i'm happy to be doing it with you and yeah, I, I look forward to whatever comes from this podcast and whatever comes for our future as musicians. Uh, I've never been more excited. So shout out to everybody. And, and again, if you made it this far, thank you so much. That's what's up, man. Well, thank you again for, for doing the podcast for artists out there wanting young K beats. Know you're going to get some fire, but I get the best beats first. That's our rule. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> tell young K that he's got to give me the fire first. I get the first and then you, you can the get first email. <laughs> and then you guys get, you guys get what I'm like. That's nah, not, a, not for me, but that doesn't <laughs> mean that it's not man. fire. It's just, I, I have a particular taste and style, but yo, know, I, I yeah, really appreciate sure, uh, everything that we've done together, man. We've made some incredible records. I already know that we've got some amazing ones in the stash um, for, yep. for what's coming next that people haven't heard yet. And, and we've got some incredible stuff that hasn't even been made and i'm super stoked about that because it's just going to get better and better from here so thank you so much Uh, i'm very excited for your journey for everything that you're doing right now you sound like you're in in tip-top condition and and mental stability right now you're fucking going at it hard so keep crushing it keep following your dreams and i'm excited to to hear the next beats that you send me and excited to see you know the the future of of the young k because you know 365 days my g i'm fucking i'm excited to go along this journey with you i don't know if i'm gonna get out every single day but i'm <laughs> we're gonna be accountability partners for a long time and fucking we'll we'll keep it going man i appreciate you for sure man that's what it's all about thanks again robbie the experience has been great no problem man thank you all right peace love and respects and we'll talk soon all right bro sounds good man have a good one peace peace so that was the podcast with the homie Young K, one of my best friends and producers for so many years. Uh, incredible to have him on. And I think that was awesome. Awesome information, some inspiration, and hope you guys enjoyed it. Keep tuning in. Keep on listening. Got more episodes coming for you. 
All right. Peace.